What's going on, good people? Rich here. It's your girl, Ray P, on the mic. What's going on? How are you? We're back at it again with another episode of We Got Y'all television feed from the Culture Garden Podcast. We appreciate y'all tuning in with us. Another television series that we're about to break out for y'all. Um, I told y'all we coming. Like <laughs> We P. coming. You feel me? Shout out to Prime. <laughs> Shout out to Coach Prime. But um, as far as the television goes, we really got them rolling out. A lot of good TV coming. So uh, we are here to talk about Harlem. Uh, episodes one and two come out on Friday. I think that's February 3rd, if I'm not mistaken. Sure and we knew up front this was supposed to be our original television series, but your honor just kind of got a hold of us. But um, really excited to get into Harlem and talk about it. I, I know last year, it, excuse me, in 2021, when it premiered, it had 10 episodes on Amazon Prime and they all dropped at the same time. Is that correct, Rachel? Yes. That I think is like correct. December 3rd or something around that. Mm -hmm. time frame they all released at once which if you heard the best man episode of the best man holiday or excuse me best man final chapters we've already expressed our disappointment when you know companies decide to just release everything at once yeah. um i don't know if that's the future i know a lot of platforms do it some of them don't uh it looks like season two of harlem is going to find that middle ground because they're releasing two episodes each week um, one of the biggest differences, it had 10 episodes in season one and they scaled it back to eight. Mm, so it will that. be done. I know, right? You know, if you're going to start with 10, get 10, add episodes, don't take them out. Don't take them away. Yeah. Especially I don't like when that it's a good show. Like it's not something mm -hmm. that I felt needed episodes to be taken back. So we'll see what happens with that. But I am excited to get into season two. It's kind of like your honor where Ray P was on it from jump and I kind of got into it recently. Um, I knew about the show, but I knew after it excuse me, after it released initially, um, that was around the same time Rachel joined the Culture Garden podcast. Oh, yeah. So I knew we were going to talk about season two. So I was like, I'm just going to hold off watching it until season two comes out. So I just finished my first watch ever at Harlem. But Crazy. Rachel, you the TV fool. You the TV nut. Um, um. Head of television here at the Culture Garden. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you go ahead and just tell us about how you got into the show? Was it something you knew about? Did you stumble into? How'd that work um, out? Honestly, I stumbled into it. And maybe I saw an ad for it um, on the Bird app. And Harlem came about around the same time, or actually a little after Run the World. Um, and I haven't, I can't talk enough about bigger that uh, BET Plus prematurely canceled. Um, so that is what I had in mind when I immediately saw the preview on Twitter for mm -hmm. um, for Harlem because it's produced, created, essentially written by Tracy Oliver, who has her hand in a little bit of everything. And so I'm almost positive that's what it was. I saw a tweet from her okay. um, talking about this new show coming to Amazon Prime. I love nice. It. <laughs> um, I knew about it because of you. Mm -hmm. And I knew about it because there was some kind of discourse about a certain scene with Ty in the barbershop. Yeah. Um, I remember that was making its way around social media and they were talking about it was from um, Harlem. Mm -hmm. So I knew about the show because of those two reasons and obviously making good. I mean, it's making good. Come on now. <laughs> the, like, good. The, the gorgeous, beautiful, talented. She's been around forever. So like I said, you told me about it. You did mention Run the World because you and I had watched that. Yes. Um, we both watched season one and we had conversations about those episodes as it was going on in real time. Mm -hmm. And I remember thinking like, okay, then we got another group of four black women. Um, mm -hmm. If I'm not mistaken, where weren't they in Harlem and Run the World? Run the World also takes place in Harlem. Yeah. And not to compare the two. I mean, the, obviously you see four black women um, and you see... New York, Harlem, to be exact. And, you know, mm -hmm. it's easy to get the comparisons. Um, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to get into the run the world Harlem comparisons. They got their different characters, different storylines. We'll um, also they, talk about run the world when season two comes back, just so y'all know. Yeah, we definitely <laughs> want to talk about that. That was one where, we, you know, we wish we would have recapped season one. But it did give you a vibrant feel of characters. Um, I enjoyed... A, really a cast of I'm not I'm not going to call them unknowns because they've done things respectively in their own craft mm -hmm. but they haven't really you don't they're not they're not many credits um yeah. to their acting resumes 
uh, when it comes to you know the character or excuse me the character the actor that plays Ty who plays Angie and who plays Quinn. I, mm-hmm. I do recognize that actor. Um, Grace Byer. Yes, Grace Byers. Um, and I, need, I think Shanique was in Shonday as Angie. Yes. And I know she's a singer because she just released a music video that's directed by Megan Good. Like oh. last week. Maybe maybe not last week, but recently. I know she's a okay. singer in her life, which is similar to her character. You have Jerry Johnson as Ty. Um, and like I said, I looked all, all of them up. Of course, we know Megan. Grace Byer does have a few credits, but Shaniqua and Jerry really are just getting their, uh, just getting started with this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So I enjoyed it. I think they did a great job. I think we have those unique personalities. Um, we'll talk about the characters, the friend group itself. Okay. And just my overall thoughts, but I do enjoy it. Um, you have obviously some guest appearances, such as Whoopi Goldberg, Legend, um, as Dr. Elise Pruitt. Um, you have who else? Uh, Robert, was it Richard? Is yes. that how you pronounce Robert's last name, man? Yes. Hey, and shout out real quick, man. We got to do this. <laughs> So <laughs> I stumbled across some interview. I don't know if it was Twitter, Instagram, whatever it was, Rachel. And I sent it over to Rachel because I'm like, we got to bring this up when we talk about Harlem. My man was like, he used to gangbang, apparently. <laughs> like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to find it and I'm going to post it on the Culture Garden podcast Instagram page just so y'all know what I'm talking about. But mm-hmm. never knew that, never saw it. My, I, my man's really was like famous as a gangbanger because he's been... He's a child star. He's a child star. And like this was recently. It wasn't like he was like 16 and this interview happened. Like this interview happened recently. Right. And for some reason he had his rag with him. I just I just thought that was hilarious. Um, <laughs> but I digress. Ooh, a lot of great guest actors. And I don't even know if I mentioned this at the beginning. This is just a season one recap. We're not gonna just a conversation about some of our favorite moments, our introduction to the show as we, as we started to discuss mm-hmm. um, right before we get into the season two breakdown. So it's not going to be a long episode. Just going to talk about a few things. I'm geeked. I, I'll say that uh, I am very excited for season two. Uh, mm-hmm. I've done a rewatch of Harlem sort of to get myself prepared for tomorrow or February 3rd, whenever you're listening to this. Um, and I'm really excited. I've missed the girlies, kind of. <laughs> okay, then. So when you say kind of, what do you mean? Because I want to ask you about a, a character in particular. About Angie getting on my nerves and yeah, would not be man. a friend of mine. So we on the same page. I, oh, I yeah, 100%. 100%. So with shows like this especially, I always try to see myself, see my friend group in the characters, because Black women, you know, mm-hmm. and our outlier male friends, whatever. Shout out to y'all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I I don't really see Angie. We don't have an Angie in the group. Um, I, she is insufferable. She would not be a friend of mine. And I have friends who do music, who are artists and are completely left brain. I mean, sort of me, low key, extremely left brain, but. Mm-mm, mm-mm. So, I mean, I don't know how long anybody out there has been listening. Um, I've known Rachel half my life pretty much at this point. Like, me and Ray P, super tight. Yeah. And. There have been a couple of occasions, whether it's some movies or film, where I'm looking at Ray P like, yo, did you like take my notes? Because you're pretty much saying what I was going to say. <laughs> and watching this very early on, um, Angie just wasn't it for me. Yeah. And it's weird when you watch a show, especially sent around for black women, you kind of find yourself um, at this age now, you kind of like mm-hmm. unpack your own shit. Like, why do I feel this way? And at the end of the day, like my personality just doesn't mesh with people with her personality. It's nothing else. That deeper. part. Like, I'm that just. Part. I'm super laid back. I'm super cool. I don't even like, don't even bring that all that attention and all that energy over here. That's just me. Um, and it could be anybody, you know, who's like that. It's like, all right, you can be cool from a distance. Mm-hmm. You know, Angie's cool. I see the comic relief. Like she can make you chuckle. 100%. If that's one, like one of them one night a year, you know, Oh, Angie going to be there. Oh girl. Okay. Then bet, okay, bet, cool. bet. But my friend group, like this is who I'm going taco Tuesday with. Like, nah, that we ain't about to do that. That's too much. Can't. Can't, can't, can't. She's too much. Um, I think she's the only character that I don't 
I don't know if this is, you said she's a singer in real life. I will go and check out her music. I could not gather if she was written to be so ridiculously extra or she put her own sauce on it. And I, I just was lost. Like, what the fuck is going on here? Um, It doesn't, she doesn't necessarily make sense with the group. I can't see uh, Quinn, Camille, and Ty. I really just can't see them, her being a road dog like that. Do you think that's because she is, um, she doesn't have any kind of steady work at the moment? And those no. three are like, okay, and you just think it's her personality I, overall? I think it's just a personality thing because we know in the flashback episode, you know, at one point she had a record deal. We know that she went to college with them mm-hmm. or grad school or something you know so we know that she's educated we know she's had this record deal and you know i we graduated during the recession i was on my parents couch for a good little minute after walking across that stage so relatable content in that aspect however (laughs) right I think that Angie just has such a level of entitlement. Um, it almost seemed like she was disassociating. Like, maybe you don't know that this is the life that you live in. <laughs> I, don't, I don't get it. I don't know what's going on here. Um, so I don't think it's because she was unemployed that she wouldn't be their friend. I just thought it was a, a personality issue that it didn't quite mesh didn't curl all the way over for me yeah i agree 100 like i said it stands out on screen that one ain't like the others yeah and yeah it's kind of just over the top and i think every great friend group i guess needs that and i do like the pairing i will say this i like the pairing of quinn and angie mm-hmm. like, you're gonna have that character with somebody have it with like the kind of um square for lack of better terms character yeah, yeah. so there's some there's some charming attributes there but not enough for me to be like yo I'm I'm not I just couldn't do it I just couldn't do it like there's no way I could do that that part that part Quinn needs an Angie yeah, or a version of Angie or like the tone a little toned down version of her uh, right. so I could see it but and, and Angie doesn't um, Angie doesn't strike me as anybody who's about to be off that couch anytime soon Come on. You know what I mean? Like, there's no plan to get off the couch. And like you said, that entitlement, like we know she used to be a singer. And um, the five years ago episode is one of my favorites. And I Mm -hmm. do like the fact that we got a little bit more information on these characters Mm -hmm. and who they were. Um, So when I saw that the way she was living, I can kind of get that her entitlement is still there. I guess this goes to show, I guess some of those artists, you need that ego. Like yeah. some of them get to where they are because they carry that ego with them everywhere. But at the same time, it's like as a friend who has to deal with that every single day. And not only that, let's just talk about being a good friend for a second. That part. Like you using my MX, you like literally, I know it's ridiculous and I know it's for television, but you're literally trying to find this Uber driver. So you canceling all these rides, getting my shit jammed up. Like everything that's going on, you using my bread. Like, and there's no sense of, I won't say no. I'm sure there were a couple moments where um, Angie expressed herself, but that's just not good friendship. I would never like take advantage of a, a credit card of, of ever. I might fuck myself up, but yeah. I'm not going to put you in a position to be fucked up, especially not on my behalf. And Angie just had absolutely no regard for that and i thought that that was completely crazy um never uh let me she doesn't strike me as somebody who even says okay let me help you wash a dish let me do something let me see if i can find some coins maybe let me put something on the electric this month let like let me do something there was just nothing and that shit is wild to me Right. I'm going to go back before before we record again. I'm going to go through see the first 10 episodes again. I've already okay. done a couple of them. 
I want to just highlight a couple of things. I just want to see if there is anything like what exactly she bring into this friend group other than loyalty and years. Um, Comic relief. Maybe I missed it, but at the same time, it's just you know we I think we we've made the point. Angie just wouldn't be the homie. Like she just yeah. wouldn't be. It is what yeah. it is. Um, when it comes to other characters, Camille, who mm-hmm. is the woman with the plan. Yes. Very type A. <laughs> yeah, very much so. Um, I did think it was that whole her her storyline right now is just very, very interesting as far as where things are gonna pick up. Um, I did read an article about season two, kind of what mm-hmm. to expect. And it did say that we're going to get a lot of answers very quick, like in the first episode, like a lot. It's uh, allegedly is going to start right where the season ended. Um, well, shit, they got to. They we took off two episodes. <laughs> right. Yeah, you got to get. They had time to ease in. We got to get right to it. Yeah, absolutely. So, but you're going to start off right where things ended. So, season one ended with uh, Ian and Camille kissing, finally making up. Yeah. Feels like deja vu. We talked about our brown sugar episode on the Culture Garden podcast. Just two people that seemed like they were for each other and just taking a while to get there. Yeah. Um, obviously, Ian is uh, set to get married, and we see day. his yeah, and we see his bride to be seeing them kiss overhead, and that's how season one ends. Mm-hmm. So we also see Camille quit her job on a yeah. drunk night, walk up to the stoop, which is wild to me. Wild. Beyond wow. wild. So, where do you see Camille when when we kick things off? Do you think how much of a complication is? It? Oh snap! Time out. We didn't even talk about um Jameson. You feel me? Like she just yeah. disregarded him, but he's still around. Like how, how? Yeah, how it goes, I don't know, but he's still around. But that ain't to quote you and in, um insecure. That ain't her nigga like that. It's not her nigga like that. Uh, she likes Jameson because he's there. And aside from the initial stalking, you know, he's shown himself to be sort of a good dude. They are compatible. Um, their personalities match. Um, mm-hmm. But she's not in love with him. She's just likes him. He's there. And I think that if. I don't think that she would have moved as quickly and we said this on Brown Sugar. I don't think she would have moved as quickly with Jameson, be it not for Ian being engaged. And back. And back. It might could have been a little one night, one two, but they wouldn't. They wouldn't be carrying on, and he wouldn't be asking her to go to Chicago with him, trying to get seem, her a job. Like no. Did that seem pretty quick to you? One hundred percent. Yeah, 100%. like Chicago. We moving to Chicago together. I thought it was quick when he asked her to be the boyfriend. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But I, I wasn't mad at the boyfriend. But here's two things. There's two things to that. One, Jameson is a man of a particular age. Once you see something and you know that you want it, it don't take 50, 11 years to decide if you want to commit to somebody. Very he, true. He recognizes that Camille is fine as hell. She's educated. Maybe got a couple dollars. Like, she ain't no slouch. This is a catch. Number two. He asked her after going to Ian's opening or uh, secret tasting. Mm, Yeah. Part of me thinks that him asking her to be with him. Yes, I said all of that. Big up, you know, commitment. She's a writer. She's dope. But also, I know that your nigga is back. Let me go ahead and snatch you up real quick. <laughs> yeah. Do you I think that, that? Yeah, I mean, yeah. That, I mean, I get, I get his angle. It's that's tricky, man. Tricky, tricky, tricky. That's tricky because your nigga is back. So what's that really mean? Like, I probably rather have that conversation first, then, because obviously Camille's not keeping it a buck, and I don't know if she would have if he did just come out and ask her. Um, you know, the whole line, that's a, I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's because I'm in my mid thirties now, but watching, watching them lie about where they going to be and shit. Like that just seems exhausting to me. Like, yeah, yo, I, sure I, thing. I meet up with Ian. like I get, you can't, you don't even know Jameson like that enough to even like care about his feelings to the degree exactly. you got to hide and lie. And you got robs like, you know what I'm saying? By Uber because you couldn't keep it a book. 
just weird to me, but very much so. And not to cut you off, for me, she didn't you didn't have to lie about that. Right. Jameson was at the tasting. He still saw that it was very white in there. Why couldn't you be like, you know what? The owner or the money behind the restaurant asked if I could help him in find some black art just to sort of make sure that the restaurant is a little bit more community for the culture based or at least aesthetically that it doesn't just look like some white spot in the middle of Harlem. You know what I'm saying? Like you just didn't have to lie about it. Uh, yeah, you don't have to lie about it. But at the same time, you know, that conversation nine times out of 10 is go, why you got to do it? Who else going to do it? Somebody, why you got to, why you got to help your ex? Let's, let's flip it. Let's flip it. Let's flip it. Let's say, let's say, let's say your dude came to you, Rachel, and say he got to help his ex at her new restaurant and buy some art. That nigga don't know shit about no art. <laughs> <laughs> See? But yeah, it's good. And now, 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 granted, Jameson doesn't strike me as the, you know, checking type mm -hmm. you know what i mean or even really the questioning type too much yeah. i think he would honestly would accept the truth if she told him the truth i think he'd be like okay okay cool. i think he's, he's trusting i don't think he has time like you say he's of a particular age i don't think he has time to go digging for problems like right. if they're not presenting themselves i'm not going to create one um and i think he would have appreciated her keeping it honest like little butt and if he felt some kind of way just from what we've seen of jameson i could see him be like oh, okay oh i'll roll with y'all yeah, you need a ride. Like, we're gonna go. Oh, okay, well, we, when we going? Yeah, simple. Yeah, now that I'm thinking about it, yeah, that might be my move. Like, what's up? Yeah, when we going? What time? I love art. I love art. You know, as a matter of fact, I got a better eye than you. Let's let me help you now. Exactly, exactly, <laughs> exactly. It just could have been maneuvered, but because she still love that nigga. Yeah, you felt like you had to lie. And the truth would have done. I don't like that. Um, that's, a, that's a prerequisite, I think, right now for like dating. You really got to sit down and ask, like, "Oh, you still in love with somebody?" Yeah, you probably low key do. <laughs> like, okay, you might have to, like, just on some like early type shit. It ain't even got to be weird. Like, just yo, for real. Like, you still. And what happens if I say yes? But I don't fuck with him like that. But if you ask me if I still love him, the answer is yes. Then what? We can talk about it. Shit, I might be in love with someone too. Shit, we, we, we might give each other some advice to go back to who we really want. <laughs> or get the fuck out of that place of wrath and tears. Are you crazy? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, honey. But no, I, I am curious to see where he is, uh, where things are going to go between them two. Like you, like you said, I think they're both going to... Ian's for Camille, but it can't be that easy, right? Yeah, it can't like, be. Something's got to shape. And you know what they never really talked about? Um, just a small note that I noticed. If that wedding don't go on, man, what's that gonna what's that gonna mean for Quinn and that dress and that money? Baby, this is not refundable. Hey, listen, I hopefully so. <laughs> Mira has to uh she just gonna have to eat that, but she also knew that Quinn. It's Camille's best friend. Part of me feels like, yes, this is an opportunity to get this biodegradable dress or whatever the fuck it is that she wanted. But also a little bit of her just wanted to see how close or to see if she could get any other inside information other than what she had. Not yeah. that she would expect Quinn to like divulge any information to her, but just wanting to see and get um, a feel for everything that's going on. I felt like she was overly friendly to uh, to Camille. I would be very put off by you still calling my fiance's family on uncle and mom. And, like it's still very close five years later. Yeah, I think Mira is the perfect. I, I think her not being from here, um, okay. I think that makes it a little bit. She just seems so nice and so sweet, um, like just so innocent, like she's not even paying attention to any of that. Whereas I think if it was 
um, somebody else from New York or, you know, yeah. within that demographic, I think it would have been a lot more like, hold on, man, this ain't going down like this. So, right. And you I almost think, feel bad for Mira a little bit. You know what I mean? I, I do feel bad for her because your fiance is slobbing down his ex. And that's not the first time that they kiss. And you almost caught it the first time. And then so this time you did. Um, she's two nights. And I don't know if this is my own Eveline ass. Like, are you being for real right now? <laughs> I don't know. I don't right. know. It could be just bliss for a new life and over in the States and this new endeavor Ian is on. But I don't know. She's a little too nice and it makes me uncomfortable. Yeah. And we don't know anything about Mira. I think that's another key part of this. We don't know yeah. much about her. Everything is just, uh, you know, an assumption. I don't we don't know how Ian and it's not relevant to the story. We don't know how Ian and Mira met. We don't know any of that. So. I'm very curious to see how that plays out. Cause like I said, it just can't be that easy as them to just kissing and realizing they for each other. And then we might as well make this wedding or wedding. Like, nah, it ain't nah, gonna go. Like this that. ain't Tyler Perry. Right. <laughs> right. You feel me? Like this is, it ain't gonna go like that. I but, high key hope that Mira sets it off in that banquet hall. <laughs> and yeah, that castle, wherever the fuck they at. I'm assuming that she sees she obviously sees them. We see her see right. them. See right. them. Um, shout out to Kevin Hart, but <laughs> I'm hoping that. She doesn't say anything at the moment and then it blows it up mm-hmm. at the time when it's supposed to be blown up. Yeah. Um, or really calls Ian out, calls his bluff. I ain't saying a word, nigga. You gonna have to tell me you ain't marrying me. Now what? Ugh, you feel me? Well, that should sound good right then, but to actually get up and say it, yeah, in front of everybody, and you gotta say why, why? Yeah, why did you give me her ring? Oh my god, did he give her her ring? I don't know. I don't know. That's a good question. I don't yeah, know. Watch the first episode. You're going to be like, yeah, girl, the ring that I gave you, I actually have uh, maxed out all my cards and bought it for Camille. And I just kept it in my drawer because I knew that one day I would meet a woman. Okay. I, I This is <laughs> random. That, that, that You silly as fuck for that. This is <laughs> random, but I never knew about the passport expiring thing until this show. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. Six months. They will not let you board that plane. Yeah, I didn't know. So I'm glad that they put that in. That had to be something real. That that happened to somebody in that writer's room. Right. For them to, be so, to, for them to emphasize that scene, um, I know that happened. And before we move on to Quinn, um, and, you know, obviously, if you have anything else to say about Camille and, and, and um, Ian, but you mentioned earlier just how fine Camille is. You know what I mean? <laughs> Yeah, you feel me, making good as a whole. Uh-huh. I can't believe that young nigga try to have her put her fine face in his ass. And he was a young nigga at that. Young niggas are out of control. In case y'all haven't seen, haven't heard clearly. Uh, you yeah, want making good? I know it's not making good, but you want this fine woman with her? Come on, man. That's the first. Come on, man. This is your teacher. Just full diaper mode, man. Change the diaper. Like, just my man's leg just up in the air. Even if you were going to go about asking her to perform such a task, that is not the way that that was going to go. It was not going down like that. The angle, the direction, the way he presented it, nigga. She was a diaper change, man. Come on. Oh, that's just wild. I just wanted to say that, man. Like, come on. I would have got the fuck out of there. Um, Yeah, as she did. As she did. As, As she did. should have. Um, I don't have too much else on Camille and Ian, but I think that everything that Dr. Pruitt, a.k.a. Whoopi Goldberg, said about Camille was 100% correct. Yeah, absolutely. I think um, we see that. We see that very much so in the five years ago episode and leading after it, like the episodes and things like this. The moments after that, her, her thinking about those decisions, her playing life, um, mm-hmm. that's 100% her. She just, it's a new age, a new generation, I guess. She hasn't gone out and done the work. She hasn't lived life. She just, she wrote down what it should be. Writes about it. Yeah. yeah. She wrote down what it should be, but she ain't lived it. And all those outbursts at the panel, at the protest, being late, like, oh, Camille, she low-key kind of is a mess. Yeah, she is, without question. No no sense of direction or understanding. Not 
obviously not geographically. I mean, mm-hmm. just in life, like just not aware of what needs to be going on. She just falls into these, um, these panic thoughts. Yeah. Only way I can really think of it. Like where she gets so wrapped up in one thought and down that mm-hmm. rabbit hole that she figures everything else that she should be doing. Like, I'm glad that she finally got it to her therapy session, session even though it was 10 minutes late. Like, I was like, yo, I, you know, she got to the point where when she said, like, I promise I'll be there, everybody knew. Like, you ain't going to make it today. You ain't going to make it. Yeah. yeah you want yeah. some trash right now. So, right. yeah. I, like I said, I'm very curious to see where where that, you know, those characters go. Me too, because I would like to continue to see Dr. Pruitt. I, Whoopi is probably my favorite thing about this show. No, nah, that's real. I think she she's incredible, and I would love to see more of her. That's why mm-hmm. I was kind of salty when she quit, because I'm like, does that mean she's not going to be around? I don't know if I've seen anything about her being in season two, so mm-hmm. we'll find out just like everyone else. But um, Quinn. I'm Quinn. You Quinn? In some aspects. Okay. Not being ridiculous like Quinn. <laughs> I'm ridiculous in my own ways. But I, say, um, I know you ain't going to Long Island. Uh, definitely not. Uh, this dude tried to get me. I live in South Charlotte. He tried to get me to go all the way up to university to hang out. I'm like, nigga, no, you better meet me uptown. The hell. So having to go from Harlem to Long Island is completely ridiculous. And I know you ain't leaving your purse with somebody you just met either. And I'm definitely not leaving my purse with anybody. Uh, my riders, obviously, but definitely not a stranger who asked me to come to the bar at 11 o'clock at night on a weekday that I don't know. Yeah. Like that was ding baddie. I I don't understand that because that's a little bit too ridiculous. That's too trusting. I think that's more so the emphasis of how she's looking for love and that you know that piece of her life to kind of complete her. Yeah, um, she's got the money. Well, mm-hmm. technically, her people's got the money, but yeah. she has it through them. Mm-hmm. Um, the the main reason I say that is. When she saw the other girl at that bar looking at dude, mm-hmm. that's when she decided to leave her purse. Right. It's kind of that territory thing, mm-hmm. and nobody cares about that. Like you so pressed to try to believe that this dude you met at eleven o'clock at the bar is so into you that this is gonna be a thing and this is the one that's gonna work. Like you so pressed on that idea that you let all your common sense go out the window. Crazy. Yeah, it's wild. Like it's not, it's not that deep. And then come to find out near the end of the season, she might not even like niggas anyway. Then there's that, or she might just uh, be bisexual. Yeah, I think really, I think she really just um, and is it Isabella, the congresswoman? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I really think that she just felt a connection that she hasn't felt with anyone else. Yeah, like she's been trying to. She's been so pressed as what I just said earlier is finding that partner that she hasn't thought about. Like, how do I feel when I'm with this person or how am I supposed to feel? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, everything. And it's kind of like the Camille thing. Everything is what should this look like? Um, we saw that in the scene with um, Sean. Yeah. When they're at the party and was it a f- party fundraiser? Whatever it was. It was a fundraiser. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the fundraiser. And she's lying about who he dances for and, and things of that nature. Like, like, why are you fronting? Like, I'm me. Like, But she wants it to look a certain way because, God forbid, somebody thinks that she's lesser than or exactly. doesn't meet a certain standard. Like, it's mm-hmm. not that deep. Like, why are you lying to these strangers? These strangers and lying about stuff that's easily provable, like, can be easily disproven. Right. <laughs> what are you doing? And you lying on me, like lie on yourself. Like, don't yeah. lie on me. Cause I'll tell them straight up, like, nah. And I felt them like, no, I don't need to tell these people that I'm a stripper, but what the fuck is you talking about? But I also think that that should have been a conversation that they was gonna have before. Like, okay, well, if people ask, what are you gonna say? I really don't want you to tell these people that you're a stripper. <laughs> Yeah, and that's cool. Like you said, if you presented before, look, like this room is full of these type of people. My mom's in here. She's not really that type. Right. I'm just trying to figure out what we're going to say. And I don't, no disrespect to you and what you do. Obviously, I rock with you because you're here. Mm. We just got to get our story straight. Exactly. No different than how people, when they meet in crazy ways, they try to get their story straight. How we meet. Exactly. It's no different. Like it's cool. No shame. Exactly. It's just one of those. Yo. It's like, just one of those. Don't explain that on me. exactly exactly i felt them um but i also thought the one thing i could not figure out with the show in general is the timeline 
how much time has passed between episodes, you know? Um, because I also thought it was strange for her to be babysitting his son. Uh. Timeline is wild. That goes back to the Jameson conversation when I just told, like, I thought everything was kind of quick, especially moving to Chicago. Like, I'm hoping yeah. that it's moving. It's a, it's a pretty lengthy timeline. I would hope so, because I, no. Oh, I'm snap. I knew I forgot to ask you something about that. Yes. Would you have been freaked out if you opened up his laptop and you saw you pretty much in your routine? Hundred percent. First off, I probably would have shot that New York is. <laughs> uh, I would have had something in my purse. I would have been terrified of him. I am scared of him now that you just brought that up. Because why are you stalking me like that? Nah, that's that's OD. That's not that's not cute. I'm trying to pay attention and I know what you like. That's that's some planning shit. That's some shit that you use in court. Yeah. At the trial. <laughs> when they when they search your laptop. Jameson is crazy. Mm-mm. Yeah, mm. that was wild. I was just thinking about that. I'm like, that was like, yo, bro, like now I think Jameson is a sociopath. You stalking my every move, my locations and interests. You asked me in 2.5 weeks to go to Chicago with you. Oh, this nigga's crazy. Yeah. Like it's, like you said, hopefully the timeline <laughs> is a little bit different. But Quinn and Quinn is the only character other than Camille. We get a little bit of insight into that whole relationship with her with her mom um, or the lack thereof. But Quinn is the only one who's we see with like an active relationship with the mom and just that dynamic of mm-hmm. Um, a parent who disapproves of everything you do and yeah. doesn't think that you're doing the right thing. Like I said, it was pretty night and day. I keep referencing the five years ago episode, but it just gives us so much information to help fill in some of the gaps. We saw how it was when she was at the bank and compared to what it is now. And they they allow her to do these things. Like they're not cutting her off. It's just right. very interesting. And shout out to Jasmine Guy. Shout out to Jasmine Guy. Legend. Another queen. The only thing I wish that they would have let her just be black, just be American, and yeah. maybe dad be from the islands because the accent wasn't quite working for me. Um, and she didn't need to, she just could have sounded like herself, not sound like Whitley Gilbert, but just sound like herself. And right. we see that her dad is Caribbean, so they still could have worked that into the storyline, you know. Mm-hmm. So, um, Quinn is relatable for me as somebody and not nearly as much as what they had going on, but with a little bit of privilege and your mama looking at you like, bitch, what the fuck is you doing? What are you doing with your life? You know, (laughs) (laughs) Um, we see referencing again the five years ago when she was at Chase, she's working, she's in banking. Her mother, she said it. I admired that you was out here getting it because I live off of your father. And this is a conversation that's relevant uh, even now. And I think we're kind of seeing it happen in so many places in real life, not just on TV, but the dynamic of one person being the sole provider and what that means for your relationship. I don't care what anybody says. It changes. If you're the sole provider, you have all the money, you make the decisions. Pretty much. I've lost you another child to you. I'm a dependent. That's how I can be. I think she was spot on. And I'm I- not saying that like I'm listen, I'm not supporting anybody. I'm just, <laughs> you know what I, mean? I ain't got it like that. I'm just saying I, I've seen that scenario break down, like you mentioned, Rachel, and that's what it, it looks like. It creates resentment on both sides. Mm-hmm. One that I got to ask, and two that you asking. <laughs> Right. It just does. Um, and so her disappointment in seeing Quinn, who had come from under her parents' thumb, you know, you had a good job. The what she was one of the youngest VPs in her department to go from that to back to having to ask your parents for money and to help you pay bills, like it's humbling as fuck. And I understood Quinn feeling like she couldn't truly, truly complain about her ridiculous ass parents, well, mother, because people 
look at it like, bitch, shut up. You got money. No, nigga, my mama's getting on my fucking nerves. <laughs> She's right. hurting my self-esteem. <laughs> this doesn't feel good, but I can't feel away because she's paying my bills what did uh, i think angie said it i wish my only problem was having to ask my mama for money yeah bitch okay well get off my couch (laughs) right you got another problem (laughs) but no that's that's real and I, i i can appreciate the fact that they show the side of going after your passion yeah. You know, because these characters are in their 30s. Mm-hmm. Um, and going after your passion is a real thing, especially in 2022, 2023. Yeah. Like people are realizing that, like, how do I incorporate, you know, what I do with what I want to do and mm-hmm. so on and so forth. And it takes a lot to quit your job. Um, and it's also not a realistic story because most people that do that don't have rich parents to go to to exactly. support them while they're doing their exactly. shit. So exactly. that part of it is interesting. I would love to see, I, I would have loved to see, I guess it's Angie <laughs> is mm-hmm. that character, the person who's really trying to chase her dream and her passion um, and balance all that out. But And she can't because she's on Quinn couch for free. Right. And it, and, it, and you know, it sounds like Quinn has had a, a, a few different you know, ventures. Business ventures. Yeah, exactly. Things that she was supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm. Um, I think she specifically used that term. I'm supposed to be doing this or I'm this. Right. It's real interesting. Um, it's real interesting to see it. And I think she's the one I like. I hope they get into this more in season two. Um, towards the end of season one, we found out that not found out, but we see that she's the one that's always there for everyone. Mm-hmm. She's listening. When it comes to her ideas, because the group kind of views her as that, like you don't have yeah. no real problems. Like, yeah, even your problems got like safe solutions. You know, yeah, mm-hmm. got safe solutions and you know soft landing spots. Yeah, like so it's all good. So when it's time for her to kind of get her shit off, nobody's really listening or paying attention. They footing her with the bill. So I want to see how that kind of pans out because I need y'all. She mentioned it in the I think when Ty was in the hospital, but uh huh. Yeah, I wonder if that what. That what did you think of Ty not wanting to share her contacts with Quinn? Um, I thought that was not how you do it. Like, that's not how you that's you that's how you do someone that you don't fuck with for real. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like the yeah. same way we both That's how you people. do Angie. That ain't yeah, how you I, do Quinn. All right, I was just about to say that. That's how you do Angie. Like, there's no way, Rachel, you need a contact. And I got it. And I'm about to be like, eh, we'll see. That was like, fucked up. That's a different... I'm not mad at the move. You just don't do that to certain people. And obviously, yeah. that's Quinn's not one of the people you do that to. Right. Like, it would be shape. different if Quinn was... Even though she's has a couple of different business ventures, but she's not flaky. Um, she has a finance background. She just ain't had no money on her own. You know? Yeah. She could manage it. When she had it, when she gets it, you know. So I thought that that was shady. And it, for me, you didn't even have time. You didn't even have to put her on with your close wealthy whites. You could have put her in contact with somebody who your contacts be dealing with. It did not have to be anybody directly within your own orbit, you know. So I, I thought that that was shady. Definitely shady. Tied the most selfish out the group, easily. It's like by far, like, Head and heels away, like she's oh yeah, going after self the whole time. She cares oh, about yeah. them, but it's very clear she's taking care of herself. Uh, so I guess we'll just slide in the tie from here. Shout out to my girl Quinn. I see you, sis. Um, yeah, I hope. Listen, I want. There's nobody I want more for than Quinn. Yeah, I want Quinn to get everything that she's looking for because I think yeah. she's the most like genuine, um, naive. She's genuine, and she's got that naivete, that's that innocence to her, mm-hmm. or even her. Foul shit is still like cute, you know what I mean? Yeah, like her, her trying to do the one night stand, like, oh, like, yeah, we know you ain't about this, like, this is cute, you know what I mean? So it's just she just needs, I, I want Quinn to get everything she's looking for. It's just yeah. something about her and her personality. Um, I think she, I really hope she gets out of, and this is something that you see. I think this is the difference between like an insecure and run the world, like where those characters are in their 20s. Mm-hmm. It's very curious to see, I mean, interesting to see. Characters like Quinn who care so much about what other people think in their 30s. Yeah. Whereas most times when people get in their 30s, that starts dropping off. Like people really stop caring as much. Um, But she just has, and I guess it has to do with her parents. I don't know. Yeah. Well, run the world in their 30s too. 
Are they? Okay, then. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. I couldn't remember. It's been a while, um, but yeah. But we'll there is it's almost like childlike. I don't want to call Quinn childish, but in the lowest keys, there she got it. She's she's she doesn't have. I would love to see. Let me put it like this. I would love to see Quinn without a safety net. Like, how are you? Yes. Out here? Like, what's your yes. hustle? Like, that puts a whole different like this adult and shit. It's hard. It's hard. It's, it's not easy. Hard. There's no manual to it. I get more. I get so much more respect for my parents each day. Like y'all really, because I don't. Me and Ray don't have kids. <laughs> like, yeah. Y'all yeah. doing this shit with children? <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, y'all, y'all have wild. With children by this by this age. What the fuck yeah. is going on? <laughs> yeah, but let's slide into time. Let's well, slide into time. Time letting us slide into it, but um, let's talk about Ty. Ty is crazy. Um, I initially liked her the most. Okay. I felt like, yeah, we already that. said she's selfish. Um, sure. but she was the most sort of like down to earth, the most put together on the surface. Obviously, the most successful on her own, of on shit on her own and in her own right. You know, she's got this app. She's in tech. Um, she dresses well. She's playing the field. She got her own big ass nice house, not like Camille's sublet apartment, you know, and mm-hmm. the apartment that Quinn's parents probably still paying for, you know. Um, right. Ty was just the most like grown woman boss of mm-hmm. the um, but to your point, very selfish. Uh, the tale or the spin at the end of the season of finding out that Ty was in fact married to a man and had been married. This was a continuity issue for me because Angie made reference to knowing them since college. Right. How y'all ain't know that Ty was married? That was, I, I had that in my head as well. I have I take issue and even if whatever maybe it was after the fact and it was maybe right after college that y'all actually met or right after she left her left Brandon you know but as your best friends your trusted companions your sister circle how come you might not trust these bitches with the fact that you was married to this man or still are married to this man but why don't we know about them yeah, I would have an issue with that. That is more a, than uh, what they raised. No, nah, that's a big bombshell because because what the fuck else are you lying about? Yeah, because the great thing about these shows are the the relationship between friends. You mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. the 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 friendship, the camaraderie, the history, um, the things that you don't have to say and everybody in the room understands. Yeah, um, and it's a tight group. Like it's a it's a it's a group of four. Um, so you expect these four to know everything about each other, especially mm-hmm. since it wasn't one like, oh, we just happened to be in New York and met. Like, we know each other from college. Like, there's some history right. there, like you just mentioned. Um, it changes things completely because, like, if anybody was going to say something, like, what else don't I know about you? Like, is this real? Like, is this genuine? Like, what's like, I don't know. That's weird. Like, it's like a shock. Um, I couldn't imagine getting a, I, I famously always say, like, my friends don't surprise me. Mm-hmm. The people I say I love, like the people that are in my circle, my group, they don't surprise me. Like I know things before they tell me things for the okay. most part, like because they don't. You, you That's part of being friends, mm-hmm. spending time with people, knowing people, recognizing yeah. things about them, understanding things. Listen, my brother, Nate, incredible oh, artist, one of the most talented people in the world, like okay. straight up. But ha- but, art by Nate Austin on Instagram. Art by Nate Austin, man. Check that out. I've been asking Nate to do a culture garden logo for the longest. Am I upset? No, because I know <laughs> Nate. I knew Nate wasn't going to get this done within the first two months of me asking him. You feel me? If I didn't know Nate, I'd be upset. Like, yeah. That's my brother. That's not surprising me. Like, it's not a shock. Like, I get it. Like, I know that. Mm-hmm. So, that's the type of stuff that I mean. Um, I don't know, man. Ty just is very. Um, speaking of Nate, Nate says this about me: like you just, you just secretive, man. You just got some mystery to you. Mm. Um, you like Quentin said in uh, yeah. 
like Quentin said, the best man, you know, a nigga got to keep some mystery. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but Ty just she's just that person. She's just that. She's still trying to figure it out. You can kind of tell that something was hovering over her, mm-hmm. and she kind of forgot about it, and now it's back. Yeah, and it's a whole new problem to face. And Ty is on the verge of being, I mean, she's a big deal for what it seems like with the tech mm-hmm. and the dating app for the LGBTQ mm-hmm. community. Mm-hmm. Um, she's in search of what it is that she's actually needing. Like her dating life is very similar to, to mine, unfortunately. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what okay. I mean? When I say unfortunately, just like the whole, you just get in the rhythm of things. Like, yeah. you know. Don't be trying like, to commit. You said what? Don't be trying to commit. Uh, not even not be trying to commit. Like, just trying to figure out what's what. Like, I don't know what yeah. time got going on. If I'm being yeah. real, no. um, she doesn't either. Yeah, that that's the whole point. Like, you know, you're just trying to figure it all out. But maybe she don't know because she got a whole husband somewhere. I don't know. Yeah, but I don't know. She's a very she's. A, I don't know. If she's my favorite character. Um, I don't. I don't. Hmm. I've never really thought about this. Who is my favorite character out of this friend group? I can understand her storyline the most. Yeah. I think okay. so. I, th- I think I can do that. Now, I hope that's not like, I don't know. She's obviously the, um, how do, what's, what am I trying to say? <laughs> I guess the masculine out of the group. Okay. okay. You know what I mean? So I, I wonder how many like men say that watch the show say like, Tom, my favorite. Cause yeah. I don't know, maybe those, some of those characters, some of those traits were written that way. Um, especially how she deals with like dating scenes, like it's completely different from the other three, other yeah. than Angie, maybe. Um, but Angie's just her in her own world. But yeah, I do appreciate Ty. I can understand her storyline. Some of the stuff is just outlandish, though. It's mm-hmm. a little bit out there. Um, I don't know where she. Where do we live? Leave with Ty? I know she had a health issue. Where we, do we leave things with Ty. Uh, well, Brandon has told her that he's basically about to take her up top because she was being a dickhead. Um. About he, he saved her life, like he granted the emergency surgery for her to have after not being in contact with her for however long. And I felt like he was being genuine and trying to like see what the fuck was up. Like, how are you? What is your life? I did not think that um that he was going to initially try to take advantage of the success that she's had in the last five years, essentially, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, But she was so insecure and so guilt-ridden, if I'm being honest, that she was projecting onto him maybe what she would have done Mm -hmm. or just what she expected him to do, which did not even seem like his real character, you know? So we leave with her basically being like, I'll give you this $25,000 to sign these fucking papers and get the fuck out of my hair, like going about your business. And he was offended and rightfully so like, bitch, this ain't even about that. You was dead, damn near dead in the hospital. <laughs> like, But if you want it to be about money, it could be about money. And he left in the middle of the night. I'm assuming papers unsigned because they weren't left on the bed or anything. Rachel, you're really good at this podcasting thing because you just <laughs> made a very good point <laughs> about when people are guilty, they they the only ones that know they're guilty. Yeah. But they think that everybody else know they're guilty too. Mm-hmm. I you know. know I, mean? I know you these niggas. That? And Ty is a nigga. I know. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you know, certain things, you do something and you walk in the room, you think everybody looking at you. It's no different yeah. than when you smoke. You smoke, you high mm-hmm. somewhere, you come back in somewhere, people know I'm high. Like, yeah, everybody exactly. think about you, man, but you know you exactly. high, so now you think everybody thinks you uh-huh. high. Uh-huh. That's pretty much the same thing. Yeah. And it's really important to really just sit down and have conversation with people, y'all. Just have a conversation, man. What you here for? Even if it's just like, yo, it's been a minute. Like like Rachel said, like, it's what's been going on. You get the energy off that. You get the, you get the play. Sometimes nothing more than reading people. That's like, what it. are you really here for? But we know why he was there. Like you literally passed out. I'm your well, husband. Dirty ass subway. Yeah, uh, and that's another reminder. If um, update all your contact information, man. That part, because why ain't your mama your contact? Yeah, if, if you don't have a anybody, so okay, you left. You was married for however long, even though y'all are not divorced. 
you have had several careers since you left rural Georgia. Mm-hmm. Why is your contact information at least? How come it's not Quinn, your sister circle, or something? Right. Why would it be this nigga that you want absolutely nothing to do with? Because you've changed your paperwork. You've updated that since you yeah. left. That that's the one thing that struck me. But I'm like, man, do that emergency contact. Go through all of them. Anybody that needs to, especially in the decision of saving your life. Because what if Brandon was a dude that you thought he was? Come on. You you know what I mean? Like that would have went bad, real bad. And I love the scene about the the hospital disparities. Oh, one hundred percent. I mean, that was one hundred percent factual, a real thing. I mean, they had a lot of stuff that was just been there. Like I get it. It's very real, very real. Struggle with uh, fibroids, and do you actually want kids um, versus not being able to have them? How these hospitals be like we see and read every day people dying in the hospital because the doctors are dismissing black women's pain. So I like that they shine a light on all of that. Um, And also just a reminder to advocate for yourself if you can or have somebody who can who will advocate for you. 100 percent, 100 percent. Even small stuff like um, the Uber episode. When the Child. dude robbed them, because earlier, yeah. in that, if I'm not mistaken, earlier in that episode, they got into the wrong cab. They got into the, the wrong cab. Right, got into the wrong Uber. Yeah, and I think that was just a message. I'm assuming this happens more than I would probably think. You know, there are certain things that I think I have the luxury of not thinking about as much as women. Like even traveling, when I travel by myself, there's so many things that I don't have to think about that y'all do. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So I love the fact that that's probably an issue, especially in New York. And anything can happen. Make sure you're being aware of who car you're getting into. Let me tell you, when I'm in New, I'll be in New York, Harlem specifically, uh, for work in a couple weeks. Every time I get in an Uber, before I even sit my rump down, up uh, for who? Who are you picking up? Because I need to know. You're not about to fucking kidnap me, right? <laughs> I'm asking questions, man. We too old not to ask questions. That's it. That's it. And so that's one thing that bothered me. I felt like they all, all of them, lacked a little bit of self and situational awareness that at 30 something, you should have that. Um, you should definitely have that. And I think it should be a requirement if you're gonna live in New York. Like that's Period. the one place in the country that you want to make sure you're on your P's and Q's. Period. You can get hustled so quick, like just make sure you're on top of it. So um, I think we went through all the characters for the most part. Was there anything that you wanted to talk about prediction wise or anything that you're looking forward to see or hoping to see within season two? Um, season two, I really, really hope that Mira sets it off. I've already said that. Um, and to your point, makes Ian stand up and say what say it that is. Shit, bro. But I there's a little bit of me that wants Ian. To still go forward with marrying um Mary. Mira. Just a little bit, but for Why? real, I do Just because chaos. Yeah. All right. All right. Uh, <laughs> all right, Cersei. Chaos. I choose but, violence. Right. But I do want him, uh, Camille, to figure it out and to move into the brownstone and all of that. Like, I actually do want that. But just a little bit of me wants him to go forward, or at least it be a um a situation where they go forward and start the wedding, and then maybe he's like, "Damn, I can't do it. I can't like make the decision at first to be like, I can't embarrass her. I can't break her heart like that. My family, her family's here, but then at the altar, at the altar, stop it." Listen, I tell you, I I said it a little bit in our brown sugar episode. That's like that's the one thing that gives me anxiety. Like marrying, trying to marry somebody I know I ain't trying to marry. Yeah. Especially if the person I'm really trying to get is still available and we just ain't worked it out. Like, I'm gonna work that shit out. Yeah, you got I cannot be, I cannot know I left that shit on the table. Oh man, I can't do it. But that would be very interesting to see, especially as a viewer, um, if that played out like that, Rachel. Yeah, I would like to see, um, I would like to see Quinn get more business. Uh, I do want her to be successful. We said we want her to get everything, but I would like to see her shop pick up for various reasons. Um, I want Angie to be off her couch. I want... She ruined the Get Out musical for everybody. 
Get out the music was wild, by the way. I didn't. I, I'm surprised I didn't say that once throughout this, but that's that's the only thing that me and Rachel talked about um, in preparation for this. Like we don't. Right. We never. Uh, we never talk about like notes or anything like that. But yeah. I just texted her when I was watching, and I just said, "Get out the musical was wild, wild, um, and some shit I could one thousand percent taking place." Yeah, I'm surprised, but, and I I'm surprised I ain't seen one yet. Right. Um. But I think that she's ruined she's gonna try to get into more theater because she actually did like that and she liked she said it getting up and being able to sing but I think because she wrote that letter I think now she's blackballed in the theater off off Broadway uh community so we see her try to work through that I think I hope uh Ty Brandon I hope that he's a stand-up guy and it was like, you know what? I said I was going to take her up top, but I'm low-key not like, bitch, fuck it. But I kind of hope he does. Like, they're in a crazy legal battle. But I would like a black woman to come into Ty's life and she have a true, genuine relationship with somebody and somebody that she won't be ashamed to be seen with, obviously. Um, I hope that Quinn and Isabel, Isabella... I hope that they kind of figure it out. I know that maybe um, the lesbian ladies might not like that because there is a thing like straight women experimenting and coming over here and making a mess. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even think about that. Um, but but yeah. I do. They had very good chemistry. More chemistry than Quinn and Sean. Nah, that's real. And shout out to the cousin Skeeter uh, shout out to the as cousin. well. Yeah. I meant to say that too. Um, yeah, man. Quinn, li- Quinn likes okra, or maybe she like maybe she likes okra and she don't know it. We'll see. She- exactly, exactly. Um, Camille, maybe she doesn't quit. She apologizes to Doctor Pruitt sober, um, and she puts her on some sort of probation. And we see her actually doing real field work and sort of expanding her horizons. When you do something that Jurassic, when you fade it, there's two reactions to it the next time. The first reaction is, fuck it. I meant yeah. that shit. I did that shit. Oh, well. Maybe yeah. I wouldn't have done it like that, but oh, well. Damage is done. It is what it is. The second reaction is, oh, shit, I need to fix this right now. Right now. Right the fuck now. Or I, I don't... It. I don't know if there's any HBCUs in New York I'll have to do my Googles, but maybe from then, since we're going to stay in Harlem, she's done with Columbia and maybe she just goes somewhere else or even not HB, necessarily HBCU, but just go somewhere yeah. else so she can stay in New York because she has a rent control department. That's like impossible to come by. Right. So she got to work. Make, she got to make something shake, but yeah. I am curious to see where she goes and what she does. I'm really excited about season two. I will say I'm geeked. I'm, I'm excited, excited about season two. We get um, two episodes. I'm 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 upset that it's not a weekly thing, but like I said, splitting the difference is cool with me. Um, yeah. We're gonna drop all the episodes at once, but you give us two a week for a month. We'll take that. We'll take that. We'll take that because even two is enough. It's only thirty minutes. You know, it's an hour. Right. That's right. enough to break down the situation. Uh, I wish we were getting a full ten episodes. I'm not quite sure the decision to downgrade um but I, i'm excited i'm excited without question without question and hopefully everybody else out there listening is excited because yeah. we will be coming every i'd say monday tuesday somewhere mm-hmm. around that line because we are doing your honor as well mm-hmm. um and both of these come out on fridays um mm-hmm. your honor shows on it comes on the air on sundays but if you have the showtime app it comes out on fridays I know Harlem's going to come out each Friday, if I'm not mistaken, two episodes a week. Yes. So we're going to work out our recording schedule to figure out what, when we're going to drop these episodes. But um, you'll definitely have a Monday, Tuesday at the absolute latest. Mm-hmm. We are excited to get into Harlem. I know we're going to probably be calling back to a lot more in season one as we get more answers to these questions. Mm-hmm. Um, that's pretty much it. Ray, it was fun talking to you about it's this. I told Rachel. So Rachel, beforehand, this is uncommon for me because I usually like I deep dive into everything. But given the fact that I only watch Harlem once, um, I didn't know exactly what I was going to say this episode. So Mm -hmm. I appreciate you, Ray, for holding it down, being a TV fool that you are. I I love TV. And let me tell you, 
Um, aside from Harlem, I'm also watching Truth Be Told on Apple TV Plus, Shrinking on Apple TV Plus. Um, what's the show on Peacock? Um, Which one? With Natasha from uh, Orange is the New Black. Oh, I know what you said. I don't know the name I of it, but I know what you're talking about. But that shit is very good. Those episodes drop on uh on Thursdays, but shrinking and truth be told come on Fridays on Apple TV Plus. Both very good. <laughs> Listen, like I said, Rachel had a TV over here at the Culture Garden. So we got a lot coming for y'all. Yeah. Anything Rachel really wants to talk about. If she says it's good, then it's good. She's never steered us wrong. Period. Um, other than that, we appreciate y'all tuning in. Please subscribe to this feed. If you don't subscribe to the Culture Garden feed, please subscribe there. We release new episodes every Thursday discussing movies, films, filmmakers, the whole nine. So uh, we'll see y'all in a few days. Like I said, this is just a season season one recap. We'll see y'all in a few days talking about the first two episodes of season two of Harlem. We'll also see you in a few days talking about part 14 of Your Honor. Yeah. Rachel, appreciate you. Love Rich, you. you. I love you. You know what I'm saying? Y'all be cool. How y'all be cool? He's out.